welcome everyone to SNC Adventures Talk It Out. Uh, my name is Elena and I work as the study abroad advisor here at the college. Um, and I'm here today with Amy. So Amy, who are you and what's your connection to St. Norbert College? So I'm Amy Cunninger. I am the Director of Business Engagement at the college, and I've been here about four years. And I work with business connections and the community and making stronger partnerships between the college and the community. Okay. And Amy, I was super excited to interview you because I know you studied abroad in college. I did. So we always like to start out just by asking people, where'd you go? Sure. What'd you do? I went to Copenhagen, Denmark, and this was back in the spring semester of 1997. I was a student at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and I loved everything about my program. Even though some of it was challenging, it was still outstanding. Nice. And why did you decide to go to Copenhagen? Ah, there's a funny, I think somewhat funny story about that. I remember it very distinctly. It was a moment um, in sixth grade. My history teacher had four students come in from high school that had taken part in a study abroad experience through a high school program. And the first three students were typical countries that I had heard about and known about, France, Italy, and Spain. And then the fourth student was uh, from Copenhagen, had traveled to Copenhagen, and I was captivated. There were pictures shown in like a slideshow presentation and everything about what I saw about Copenhagen was quintessential Europe in my mind and I was going. I decided right then and there and when I say I decided, I went home and put the $17.87 I had into a shoebox and I labeled it Copenhagen and started saving that moment. And you were, what, like 12 at mm-hmm. this time? Oh yep. my gosh. Yep. That's so impressive. Yep. Was And there was no turning back. There was no deviating from that. It was Copenhagen from that moment on. So what was that like for you, you know, getting into college and then getting yourself to Copenhagen? Like, what all did you have to do to make that happen? So a couple things that were really really beneficial for me as far as thinking about going abroad, you know, the moment you walk onto campus, was reserving some classes that better apply for the study abroad experience. So some of your general eds and things like that, I knew right from the get-go to reserve those for study abroad because they more easily transfer back. It would keep me on schedule with graduating in four years, which was very important to me. Um, It also had me in the abroad, study abroad office to explore programming, which was really important because at that time, I'm sure it's quite different now, Copenhagen wasn't a main destination uh, partnership with the University of Wisconsin-Madison, but when you put something out there, things start to come together. So by the time I was a junior, I had aligned myself with the DIS program in Copenhagen and the University of Copenhagen in Madison uh, sponsors that. So while it wasn't a primary program, it still all worked out. And did you have, you know, had, did you have family or friends who had traveled? Like, was any of that intimidating, like making your travel plans? No, no. And it's interesting. My dad is from Canada. He came to the States on a hockey scholarship. Your, your pretty stereotypical story of a Canadian kid growing <laughs> up on pond hockey come, came to the States on a hockey scholarship. So that idea of travel or experience has been 
um, encouraged in me since a very young age. And while I was nervous to travel, I wouldn't say that I ever thought of not doing it. It was always ever present. That's really cool. So you ended up in Copenhagen. Mm -hmm. And what did you do while you were there? So I went to the University of Copenhagen. Um, it was a wonderful program where we were actually very ingrained um, in the everyday university life. I know some pro programs vary where study abroad kids are more um, insulated, maybe mm -hmm. you would say. Yeah. This was very much integrated with Dane students, international students from all over the world. The only difference, I would say, is that all of our courses were um, excuse me, <clears throat> taught in English. So I did, it was somewhat uh, selective in that students that were opting into these classes were choosing to take a class in English. But I took uh, Nordic mythology and I took Kierkegaard. These are classes that I remember very distinctively, whereas my entire college career, I don't think I could pick out as many classes over the course of four years as I could with that one semester in Copenhagen. Yeah. So what do you think? You know, it's obviously been some years since you studied abroad. So what do you think was so valuable about it, like, all this time? Like there are so many things. Now, 20-plus years after being back, that the value is, is truly priceless. A um, couple things when I think of, like, high-level benefits, there's, there's things that I have coined where you feel the flip. Uh, so often, you are part of your everyday routine, and this is human nature. You get up, you go to class, you go to Target, you connect with your friends, and you repeat in the next, in the days ahead. Um, but this really gets you to feel the opposite side. It, it exposes you to differences of ways of thinking, of ways of doing, exposure to different value systems, a greater appreciation for others in a way that digital media or books can't really expose you to. So the benefits, the halo effects that I like to refer to them, are enormous when it relates to empathy, sympathy, sensitivity, my own self-esteem. And when you get out of your bubble, well, those initial first steps are somewhat uh, intimidating or overwhelming, uh, it really then increases your, your areas of expertise, your comfort levels, your, your sense of independence, your confidence, your adaptability, which is huge. I mean, if you even just compare that to statistics that say jobs today or jobs at 10 years out don't exist today at all. Mm -hmm. So that sense of adaptability for what comes your way is huge. And a study abroad experience really exposes you to that kind of, that kind of environment. And do you remember, one thing we talk a lot about with um, return study abroad students is how hard it is for some of them coming back. Do you remember that at all? Was that hard for you? Oh, very much so. And it's hard for a, a number of reasons, for ones that you might not even expect. Again, kind of going back to that feeling of, uh, you know, outside the box and, and routine, well, everybody else who has stayed here or done other experiences, their normal is different. So it's it's the relevance of what you've done, you've done in those four or five months that have been really transformative to you isn't going to, to hit everyone that you talk to in the same manner that it hit you. 
So it's a bit disorienting when you come back. I remember for me going to Corp- Copenhagen, everyone, uh, when responding to me, they'd be like, well, how was, how was Amsterdam? Because, <laughs> you know, that's maybe a more known city that's in the general vicinity that Copenhagen is. And I always thought, no, it's Copenhagen. But to, to them, it was the same thing. So there were aspects of that that, you know, you'd want to relate to somebody, you'd want to reference something, and it just wouldn't have the same weight or value that it does to you to others. So just being aware of that when you come back and and having the network of using your study abroad office or talking to other students is is really invaluable um, in helping you transition back. And you're actually, like, leaving next week, right? I am. another international... Yes. Experience? Yeah. So I would say the study abroad experience, well, it was already there as part of my upbringing that that wanderlust uh, feeling of wanting to experience new things is, has ever been present for me. So by putting that out there, by talking about these experiences and incorporating that into my career along the way, it has opened up a lot of opportunities for me that I couldn't have even imagined at the time, but I very much credit the study abroad experience for doing. When I was at my previous employer, it took me to Guatemala and China and a lot of domestic travel, as well as an appetite within me to do a family experience uh, in a very small town in Mexico that Um, means the world to me. And I wanted to do something more in that community. And so I wrote a proposal at that time to have a work release for five months where I could go volunteer in this community. And that was 11 years ago now. And we have since returned every year, bringing our kids along for some of those experiences. That five-month experience was with our kids. And so next week I hop into, uh, I think, our 12th visit there. And I, I can't wait. Nice. And what do you think that's done like for your family to be able to travel together like that? I think out of so many things, it's that that uh, shifting the teeter-totter between stuff and experience. Um, even in, in my kids' young age, I'm very conscious of, be it you know wonderful uh, experiences over the pond or various parts of the globe, well, that's wonderful. I, I know that's not very realistic. So even just you know, going to Rock Island and Door County can to, can deliver those kinds of feelings as well. But having that experiential thing to share rather than a item or or a purchase is really, really important. So an example would be last year when my son was in fourth grade, he had to do a project on interesting places across the globe. And at the time, I encouraged him to to do Copenhagen, to have that be one of his destinations to to look into because I had studied there. Mm-hmm. And through his researching of the area in, in Denmark, the headquarters for Lego are there. That's prime for my kids. The more that we learned about it, he got more excited about it. And we started talking about, gosh, that would really be a fun family destination. And now in May of this year, all four of us will be going back to co- or I'll be going back and I'll be taking my kids and my husband along with me and you don't know at the time when you're there as a student how impactful that will be like I cannot wait to show my kids where I had coffee or uh you know show them some of the castles that I had toured things like that um I I, I just can't wait yeah what do you think um is most important for students 
Like, what advice do you have for students who are considering going abroad, or even students who are back and are kind of reconciling what they what they learned? So, first and foremost, I'd say do it. Yeah. Just do it. There is nothing like a study abroad experience to expand your horizons in how you perceive things, how you address obstacles, all those kinds of things. I remember keeping a journal the whole time I was there, and that's not something I actively do outside of, of you know, really unique experiences. Um, and there were so many things that, that broke my perceptions of others, both applied to me and applied to others, like you know, the stereotypical application that people in France are rude. I couldn't disagree with that more. I remember so, so acutely being very lost inside of the heart of France, looking for a, a museum. And I, I just felt very turned around. You know, remember this is before cell phones and GPS, and I, I wasn't sure of where I was going, and I was getting a little nervous. And a woman came up to me, and asked me if I needed some help. I must have looked very, very confused. And in broken French, I start to say what it is that, I, that I'm looking for. And then she stops me and says, you know, I can speak English. And she gives me these, these directions to where I'm going. And it was so profound to me because she came up to me. She helped me. She, she did it in a way that, you know, I could understand instead of speaking in French. And even more so, even more impactful was that as I start down the street to my destination and I turn the corner, I hear footsteps coming after uh, me and I turn around and it's this woman um, and she's holding a child on her hip and she goes, you were supposed to turn left, not right. And again, I was completely blown away because she, she, she didn't have to stop. She didn't have to help me out. And here she was making sure that I not only understood the directions, but then actually carried them out accurately. So that was, that was profound in and of itself. And then there were other things that, you know, my host father, the moment that I walked in the door in Copenhagen, he, he looked at me and he said, you know, we, we had hoped for a boy. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's interesting because Amy is, you know, pretty pretty clear that it it's a female over a, a male and there were just so many stereotypes that were assessed to me like everyone in the United States doesn't doesn't eat dinner together and you know now I'm 43 and when I eat at my parents house I still sit in the same chair so those kinds of things be it small were really interesting and I've carried them with me 23 years later as far as what is it that I am naturally assessing to somebody just because I think that oh Danes are this way or French are this way and I refer back to those moments with my my host father often because it it doesn't serve you well to assume even when they're very you know positive in nature or you think they they don't have negative intent um i can't tell you how many times i was justifying the fact that you know we don't all eat mcdonald's every single day <laughs> or we don't all do these things that he thought that we did um so that has been a huge impact in in just the experience of studying abroad and the the benefits that you get out of it and I would also say to anyone that's that's hesitant about studying abroad, I would say really assess what it is that's providing a roadblock for you. Um, a very simple activity that I've done with this 
trip with when I went to Mexico with my kids for six, five and a half months, um, you know, those first couple weeks will be especially disorienting when you, you know, your cell phone doesn't work quite like you had expected it to when you can't log on to Wi-Fi right away. Making a simple chart of what it is that you are perceiving as roadblocks and what you feel would really be something that couldn't be resolved. So things like the Wi-Fi and stuff, that'll all get figured out. It'll be a little bumpy in the beginning maybe, or maybe not at all, but it won't, it won't stop you from having an awesome experience. So as you go through your list, you'll see that you can plan for most of those things or at least be aware that your feelings will be a little you know, bumped or, or disheveled in the beginning. But don't let fear of the unknown be something that stops you. You know, talk about it with others. If that's something that's stopping you, talk with somebody who's traveled to a place that, you know, they had never been before. They didn't know anybody. And hear what it is that they got as the effect at the end. Um, I bet, I, I would place a good wager on the fact that anybody that you talk to doesn't have regrets, that they feel that it was well worth their time. So whatever's stopping you, Try to do things to help uh, mitigate that. So talking with others, getting firsthand experiences, mapping it out, all those things will really help you assess. And if it's financial, yes, that is a big, big concern. I remember being very concerned and really limiting myself to just, you know, bread and jelly (laughs) on some of my hostel trips to different locations in Europe. And that's another thing, like being very fiscally responsible when you go out and do it, but also realizing that, again, a once in a lifetime experience, try to save, plan, get, get the loan that fits you appropriately to be able to experience something like that. And what do you think has helped you keep your experience alive and keep it relevant to your life since then? I think the fact that I use it in my decision-making process, just the way that I approach my jobs, um, always understanding that there's a flip side. There's, There's another person's perspective in collaborating on a project. There's, um, you know, so many ways that you can approach things or do things and being able to, to really keep that top of mind has been important to me. And then, and then putting that out there, if you want to have an experience that is new in your career, ask for it, Mm -hmm. say something about it. I, I remember with going to China with my previous employer, um, you know, it was something as the company was building up in China, I just kept saying, I would be interested. I would be interested. And it didn't go anywhere for the first maybe two years um, because everybody that was interested was bringing up similar things. But I had put together just a little one-pager and had talked to, to my uh, VP of my area. And then just as luck would have it, before Christmas one year, they said, uh, we're going to expedite a visa and you're going to go on January 14th or something like that. And off I was. So if you're not bringing up the the interest and, and topics of what you want to take on or what you want to do, you won't get them. But doing something like study abroad made me realize that just asking for it helps put those things in the right direction, helps get momentum behind them. Same thing with Guatemala. We, we were working as a, a team and we had very 
different ways of doing things in a couple of our, this is a very large company in a couple of our departments, and uh, the opportunity for a team building exercise uh, to Guatemala came up. And because I had talked about my experiences in traveling abroad, I was selected to go on that trip. So they just keep leading to new avenues. And, and the trip to Copenhagen with our family is also a representation of that. My son's interest inspired a return visit, something that I always thought would be, you know, two years out, three years out after returning the first time. And and now it's more than 20 years, but it's <laughs> it's still going to be uh, fantastic. Yeah. And what else do you want? any listeners to know about you and your experience abroad? I think it's a real differentiator. I think it it sets you up to have advantages in and how you approach a job, how you perceive things. Um, I think it really, if you use it not just a, I, I studied here, but here's what I learned, here's what I felt, um, here's how I can use these skills in a new and different way at your organization or... Um, by planning something. I think it opens up an appetite to try new things, which is absolutely critical in in any stage of your life, but especially in college and especially that transition from college to career. One thing I've noticed is that sometimes students really struggle with like digging in deeper to their experience. It's like, oh, you know, I I went here and I ate this and I saw this. Yeah. Um, Do you have any advice for maybe getting people to really dig their heels into what they experienced? I would say don't be afraid to feel a little dumb. (laughs) I do. I I think that we are all so guarded, and especially in the age of the digital world, that we put forward this this almost unrecognizable image of ourselves, this perfection of these perfect get-togethers, these perfect parties with friends, perfect experiences and accomplishments. And so so rare is the opportunity to do something so extraordinarily different that, uh, you know, maybe a bit messier, but you're going to build something entirely new and entirely different. So um, I think that, that that's huge. That's huge. And it, it gives you the opportunity to step outside of the brand that you're building for yourself mm-hmm. in, a, in a new and unexpected way. Mhm. Yeah, I think that's so key because well like you've been saying who's to say that the brand that you've built for yourself will be relevant in 5 right. 10 years, right. right? So why not do something yep. that will challenge how you see yourself or how you've like projected yourself, right. I guess. Yeah. The the ability to be adaptable is so paramount and and I really can't think of another experience other than really jarring things like you know buying a house, getting married, changing your careers, and those those are big and uh, very important or very influential in your whole life. But study abroad does it in a way that is more of a learning experience uh, that gets you to spread your wings in a more comfortable way that has, like I've mentioned earlier, those halo effects that you can just keep paying it forward in every experience that you do. When I moved to, to the area six, five and a half years ago, um, I had never spent any time in a, in a career in higher ed. And the transition for me from corporate America to higher ed was 
very wanted and it was still challenging. And I am very grateful for the the study abroad experiences to remind me that even though it was challenging to orient myself to, I mean, just the acronyms alone, mm. that, that was a challenge to even understand what people were saying from one department to the next and how my skill set would fit into the college and benefit the community in the most meaningful way. Um, knowing that I had those experiences in, in previous, you know, study abroad or going to Mexico with my kids, I knew that as long as I was focused on the skill set that I had, that I could bring benefit to the college. And that, that displacement feeling that I had here in those first, you know, six months to a year, they would dissipate as I got exposure to more and more opportunities. And that, I mean, that can layer on to a study abroad experience beautifully. So it wasn't as disorienting. I didn't want to give up. I knew I wanted to be here. And um, I can credit that a lot to, to the study abroad experience. Nice. Well, thank you, Amy. I really oh. appreciate you. You are more than welcome. Taking the time to chat with us and share some of your memories from going abroad and yeah. just yeah. what you've learned. I just think it's really cool that not only did you have that dream, but you made it happen, and then you've like just continued to build. On I am that always planning my next trip. Yeah, always. And and I would encourage any student who is considering or wants to share stories with me. I've um, gotten great joy of talking to students who've gone to South Africa or New Zealand or any destination. I would be more than happy to have a coffee and a chat with anyone who is interested in in talking about their reservations or their excitement about studying abroad. And so. where can students find you? Where are you at on campus? I'm in Main Hall on third floor, and my email's set up just like everybody else's on campus, and I would be delighted to hear from you. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Amy. You're very welcome. And thanks for tuning in to SNC Adventures. This has been another great episode of Talk It Out. Bye. What happens abroad stays abroad unless you talk it out. If you're interested in sharing your story, contact us at studyabroad at snc.edu.